We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into episode 128 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. It was good. I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski what here it is. on this Tuesday afternoon, November the 7th, 2023. Christmas, less than seven weeks away. It's here, man. Seven weeks from yesterday is Christmas Day. Christmas season is here. It's 80 degrees outside. It is. It's a beautiful day outside. I will give them that. Yeah. I, I'm the, uh, it's a hell of a way to get me sick is to keep switching this weather up on me like that. Maybe that's what's wrong with your voice. Uh, could be. I'll tell you the other thing that's wrong with your voice is you got your guy next door is over here running a lawnmower and, and like it's the middle of Kansas in the middle of summertime. He's got a dust storm. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, and you're, so you, I saw you raked your leaves. I did. Yeah. I raked on Friday. I got in trouble with my leave, uh, removal. Last week, what happened? I blew my leaves out of my out of my front yard into, oh, into the street. Yeah, and then I blew them down the down the storm drain. I've they done, they I've, didn't like that. Who didn't like that? Neighbors, the, the neighbors. They <laughs> they didn't like that. I told my wife, I was like, "Well, you people act like when it rains, these leaves don't go down that same drain. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's what they do. The, the drain is prepared for that. I'm not blowing branches down there." I'm, Little crumbly old leaves of a tree that's that are going to disintegrate. Eight foot that are going to disintegrate of a tree that's eight foot tall. Let's don't get crazy. Did someone say something to you? Uh, passive aggressively. I don't deal with passive aggressively. What did they say? They they did not they they did not talk to me directly. They talked to my wife about oh, about me. Come on. Yeah. What did they say about you to they, your wife? They said that you're not supposed to do that. It's going to clog up the drain. And I said, bullshit. They don't know what's going to clog. That, that person that said that has no fucking idea what's going to clog this drain up or not. Quit. Quit. We would never make it five minutes. Well, I said it again, didn't I? My yeah. language has been bad last couple of days. You slipped. I slipped a little You've bit. You slipped. Sorry. Right. It's all right. Uh, Tell us about rain, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. Rain's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check it out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Neil, I'm rocking the peach nectarine rainstorm today. I'm getting prepped for my Thursday. Make it rain! So I'm going to go double on you. I'm going peach nectarine and the red dragon inferno on Thursday. Okay. 
Um, and then our good friend Bob sent me pictures of the new. He got he got all his he's got his his uh, advanced copies, I guess, of the rainstorm coming in. Dude, the flavors coming out in twenty twenty four are gonna be on fire. So that's gonna be excited about that. And Neil, guess what? The Cooper Chevrolet chat is already bumping today. Uh, and I talked to my good friend Chad over at Cooper Chevrolet today, and I asked him if I could read this, and he said yes by all means because they released a tweet today. Okay. Cooper Chevrolet, Chevrolet Tahoes are now $4,000 off MSRP. Cooper Chevrolet in Anniston has over 15 new 2023 Chevy Tahoes discounted up to $4,000 off MSRP. Call 256-236-4481, or you can visit Cooper Chevrolet, as always. These will sell fast. Make sure you guys check them out and make sure when you call them at 256-236-4481, tell them that McCready and Siski sent you. There you go. So, yeah, they're um, – All right, where do you want to start? You want, you, let's go ahead and just – I'm going to get this – rip this Band-Aid off real quick. Let's go to Michigan. So we're going to go? Well, I was going to talk about – yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Sure. We can do, all of it's at the beginning before we get to the SEC stuff. So whatever you want to talk about. Fire away, boss. Right, let's, let's do this Michigan thing. We'll start there. We'll talk about Alex Grinch in a second. We'll talk about James Madison in a second. This Michigan thing feels like it's we're we're headed towards a a, a showdown. Oh, it's coming! It feels like we're headed. I mean, I might that, quick. What's the what's the movie the the GIF that leads to <clears throat> headed for a headed? For, we have ourselves an effing showdown. Feels like we're heading. Was that a I freaking showdown? Yes, yeah, along those lines. It's it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> it feels like we're headed there. Like this feels like this thing is really building momentum towards Tony Petiti having to do something. And Michigan feels like it feels like Michigan knows what's coming, and they've been told. And Michigan's going to fight back. At which point, this thing feels like it's about to get kind of contentious. Yeah. So they they were told yesterday. They've been notified. Um, I was told they've been told specifically, or they've, they've been, been told, told specifically that, what the Big Ten is going to do. Which they is have suspend Jim Harbaugh. That's what they're saying. I have not got that part validated yet, but. Um, that's what's out there. I, that's out there. I haven't said that. I haven't talked to anybody that's told me that. They just know that they've been notified, and they have until tomorrow um, to respond um, on that. Ward Manuel, the AD at Michigan, did not go to Dallas for the college football playoff discussions or rankings. So he stayed at home. That that tells you something. Um, they're going to fight this. They're going because – Michigan's stance is, is they want to wait until the NCAA – of course they do, okay? I mean, this is shocker. Uh, they want to wait until the NCAA comes out with their penalties to address it all at one time instead of doing the Big Ten now and, and all that stuff, and the Big Ten wants things done now. All right, Lane Kiffin was just on SportsCenter. He was asked about Michigan and sign stealing. I now feel like a total failure because we should have asked him about this Monday. I'm so interested in what he says, by the way, for, for other reasons. <laughs> Quote, Obviously, they happen in games and coaches talk to each other, but that's a whole other animal, the accusations there, referring to the accusations regarding Michigan. That would dramatically change how you perform as a team and dramatically change what your record would be. I don't know any details of it, but those would be severe things if those were true. End quote. Here's where I have a problem, Neil. And this is where I think the media in general have failed the public in all of this. Okay. Over and over, and people I respect and people I like in the business, over and over and over and over again, keep talking about signal stealing. This is not about signal stealing. This is about sending people in advance 
to videotape it. That's the action, not the act. This, this part over here has nothing to do with it. And you know, what's funny is I got, I got ate up a little bit on what I said on this show about three weeks ago. And now these high reputable people in media are coming out saying the same fucking shit. I said three weeks ago, which was what is people tore me up. That's like, Oh, that's not true. I said it three weeks ago that I was sent every single week by other teams in our league the signals of other teams. And now it's like some revelation that other teams in the Big Ten had Michigan signals. And they actually they, they posted the picture of the, of the sheet today. I've been saying it for three weeks. Like, where, what, what are we doing? Like, this is not that big of a deal, the sign-stealing part. You go send somebody to film it, big problem. I'm 100% agreement. That's the problem. But but stealing signals, every team in America does it. I'm looking for a story. I'm, I'm listening to you. I, I, I realize that. I, I've, I've tried to tell you this. I don't believe that my field – this is where there's a, there's a difference between sports media and the coaches, and coaches don't understand this, and media doesn't understand I don't think my field really understands exactly what it is that we're talking about here. In the same way that sometimes I don't think when when coaches get upset about a media thing that happens, I'm like, you don't understand what we do. There's a there's a disconnect. I think we're in disconnect land right now. Yeah, but that happens every every single week. And then the point was was that somebody said, well, yeah, we had Michigan signals too, and then they showed the sheet. I saw Ross retweeted it. I think it was Pat Forty and somebody else he said in the tweet. Yeah. Ross Dellinger tweeted about it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So this is a a story from uh, Sports Illustrated. It's written by Pat Forty and Richard Johnson. Uh, rivals decoded Michigan signals and shared them with another Big Ten team. Uh, two single-page documents obtained by Sports Illustrated listing detailed breakdowns of Michigan's deciphered signals were shared last season with the Big Ten schools set to face the Wolverines. Um, that's what you were talking about weeks ago. I remember that. A, a, yeah. a former Big Ten coach at a rival school in recent days forwarded to the Wolverines copies of two single-page documents listing Michigan's deciphered signals, three sources with knowledge of the situation confirmed to Sports Illustrated, the former Big Ten coach, was a member of a staff that he said last season received, got SI in their ads, man, received multiple detailed breakdowns of which signals corresponded to which play calls. He told Michigan, according to the sources, that the information had originally come from other Big Ten schools. That's not that big of a news story to me. No, it's not. It's not, including, and then for for the people in the chat that like to give me shit, including while I worked for the University of Mississippi, other teams in the SEC sent us signals to uh, help on the sideline on Saturdays, including working in Mississippi, including working in Alabama, including working in South Alabama, yeah, including yeah. working in Arkansas State, all of them. That, it doesn't, happens. Su- that, that doesn't surprise me even a little bit. So why are we writing stories about it and, and getting after people's ass about I, it? I don't, I don't, again, I don't understand. I'm, I'm in the minority here. <clears throat> What is Michigan accused of doing? What is the what is the cardinal sin here? They said, okay, just let me walk through it. They sent people to the games and they videoed the signals. Yes. And the signs. Yes. That is that's not good. That's Why? bad. Why is that bad? Because it's very specific in the NCAA rules that you're not allowed to use uh do any kind of advanced scouting. That's very specific. There is nothing, absolutely zero 
in the rule book about stealing signals on game day. But it's actually a rule that you cannot advance scout or send somebody in person to get to get uh, signals, and you cannot use video equipment. You also can't use it, and it's against the rules. Do I agree with it? No, but it's against the rules. You can't video. You can't video the other team. Like you can't go home, go in halftime and watch film. That's against the rules too. Yeah. Like there's a lot of you can't use video equipment. You can't take pictures. You can't take you know what you can in the NFL. I don't understand the big deal of it, but it is it's a rule, and it it creates a competitive advantage. And you can't do it. It's just. Things See, you can't I would have do. I would have thought that every school basically is breaking down film in the first half and watching a couple of things at halftime. I mean, it would be great. It would help. But you can't. Not to say that I don't care, but I would like to do it too, but it's just not you you don't do it. You get together, you talk about what you've seen, you 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 write it down what you see and draw shit up and go on about your deal, but that part that part is highly um Look down upon. Reading from Ross Dellinger of uh, Yahoo, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti's pursuit of potential penalties against Jim Harbaugh is the latest chapter in an ongoing saga that has gripped the college football world. Uh, Michigan 9-0, number three in the CFP rankings, travels to Penn State on Saturday for a top (coughs) ten meeting in what will be by far the Wolverines' toughest test of the year. Uh, Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is skipping out on his duties with the CFP committee this week so he can focus on the team's response to the investigation. Um. Michigan sign-stealing scheme, reported, reported first by, on October 19th by Yahoo, is believed to be an elaborate multi-year endeavor to scout and record opponents' play call signals. At the center of the scheme is a former low-level analyst, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Stallions is believed to have used as many as 65 associates to scout games. While sign stealing is not against NCAA rules, scouting a future opponent's game is, as well as using a recording, recording devices to document signals. Okay, so what's going to happen? And is, he's going to get suspended, and they're going to fight it. Yes, uh, which goes back to what we talked about last week. I think that's where it's going because they're going, they're going, they're going to ban it. I mean, they're going to fight it. They've threatened to sue him in court. I mean, this is going to get this is going to get drug out. But I can tell you this: don't don't take light that Ward Manuel did not go to Dallas. No, I don't. Michigan, he's, uh, he's there for something. They got to respond by tomorrow. There are legal avenues available to the university and or Harbaugh. Those are clear. Uh, they can seek a temporary restraining order to prevent a, sus- a suspension from taking effect. Uh, they're often filed for emergency purposes, ruled upon quickly. Um, the granting of a TRO, temporary restraining order, could reinstate Harbaugh until a more permanent decision is made from the courts using through a preliminary injunction. A similar court battle is unfolding in the case of the Pac-12 where Washington and Oregon State, blah, 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 you know the rest. Yeah. So, okay, interesting. I mean, look, I don't, I don't live in that world, so I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's uh, – I don't know what's considered cardinal sin, if you will. Yeah, so it's just – but everybody keeps focusing on signal stealing. And that seems to be some. Everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe they do that." I've said it. I don't, I'm blue in the freaking no, face. No, but last I think I, I think that's a vernacular thing. I think most people generally understand that they they filmed it from the crowd and then they took it and broke it down so that they knew they weren't stealing the they weren't stealing <coughs> signals or signs during the game. They already knew them from recording them, and that that way they they were off. They were off, they had it from play one. All right, so I'm, I probably shouldn't be like this, but. 
you know how we give life advice now that we're experts after doing it for one episode? I want to give some criminal advice. If you would like to break NCAA rules, here, here's my Let me tell you where this whole thing went sideways. The whole thing went sideways is if you're going to break allegedly, if you if you know the NCAA rules and you and you want to break them, and you've decided, by gosh, it go, it's going to give me an advantage to break the NCAA rules. Here's here's my common sense advice to you: keep your circle small. I read an article. I, I need to find out who said it and give them credit, but I did read an article. There were over 60 people involved in this deal. Note to self, your ass is going to get busted at some point in time. Yeah, because someone will talk. Keep your circle small. Yeah. And and you got to make sure the people in your circle have just as much to lose as you do. He broke both of those rules. Like, I just, golly, man. All right, so USC has made Alex Grinch the uh, the scapegoat. <laughs> Fired as the defensive coordinators that have any impact on the rest of the Trojan season? I mean, no. I mean, what's it going to do? They can't get much worse. Um, only thing I'll say about this is it, it, we're that time of the year. Okay, we started talking about a little bit. With, we talked about a little with Jimbo earlier in the week and last week that rumblings, and you got rumblings down in Starkville, and you got you know right, he those gets for fired. sure. Starkville's got big time <laughs> rumblings today, bud. We have not had any uh, head coach firings. But I just would like to remind the the uh, fans that it's these are people, human beings with families. Look, because they can't call for it because they struggled in their last stop doesn't mean they're bad coaches. Doesn't mean they're bad people. Um, leave the I, I try to leave the personal attacks out of it. Some of the stuff's just stupid. You know, it's just uh, he's a good dude. They struggled on defense um, mightily, um, and. Lost his job because of it, and doesn't mean he's not a good coach. Just means it didn't work out. It's obviously worked out in previous stops, or he wouldn't be where he's at now. Yeah. It didn't work out at that stop. Uh, just a bad deal all around. But it is what it is. It's part of the business, and he knew it when he signed up with it. And oh yeah, well he won't be the last. I mean this this is this is the chopping block month, so it's that time. A little I mean, slower. Esper also predicted on the show. Yeah, a little slower. The. The NIL kind of. I'll tell you the one I'm watching. Affects that. The one I'm watching a little bit after <clears throat> some things I heard yesterday is Mississippi State. That that's got some that's got some steam to it. That's got speed to it. Makes zero sense. Watching the, that what name? One, did you hear the same names I heard? I mean, I said them on the show I didn't listen, this, I morning. this morning. The, the two names that popped up a lot yesterday were uh, Willie Fritz, John Summerall. Well. I know about the last one. That ain't happening. The all right. Let's talk about Willie Fritz. Why would you hire Willie Fritz? <clears throat> what is he known for? Uh, I don't know, man. Offense, program building. Say that again. Offense. No, the first, the Pro, last program building. Program building. And what, like, two things. In what world? I mean, they didn't give this guy a year. You're gonna get now. You're saying, "Hey, look, we don't even know if you can build a program or not because you haven't had a recruiting class." All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, Please. just for the sake of it. Okay, Please. for the sake I'm for dying the, for the for sake rationale. For, for the sake of the devil's advocate, I'm gonna do it. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not dialed in at Mississippi State. I have no idea what's going on internally. Okay, let me put that out now. Their recruiting's falling apart. That that is happening for sure. Well, it is. Their recruiting's falling apart. They lost one kid. No, they got multiple kids they're losing. They, there's people over there that are absolute homers that are admitting that the recruiting's falling apart. So it's it, it's falling apart. They don't have NIL, and their recruiting's falling apart. 
That being said, but, but I'm doing this for devil's advocate. I, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't know Zach Garnett if he walked in the door. I guess I've seen him enough that I'd have a clue that that might be Zach Garnett. Um, if you if you know if you being the decision makers at a school in this case Mississippi State if you know this doesn't work in your plums if you will that this doesn't work you make the move now here's the next question so again I mean, it's a baseball analogy my team the Chicago Cubs made a move yesterday it said two things it said everything that I've always said about coaching searches got covered in one day. They said, okay, we, we really don't believe that David Ross can take us to the World Series. doesn't matter whether you think they can. or other, They don't believe that David Ross can take him to the World Series. And then there was the most important part is there was somebody available that they thought could, and they could get that person, and they did. So they hired Craig Council. So Mississippi State, in this case, has a twofold question to answer. One, do you believe Zach Arnett's the guy for your program? Because if you don't, there's no point in giving him three more years. There's no point in giving him more time. If you believe that it won't work, if that's what you believe and you're paid to make those decisions and you believe this doesn't work, there's no reason to give it another day. But the next part of that equation is, okay, but the moment you let him go, it's next. Who's next? Can the next person come in and do it? Because otherwise, if you bring that person in and they flounder as well, well, now you just cost yourself a bunch of money and you're doing this again. And at some point you become a clown show and they're not far from that. They fired Moorhead quickly. Leach was there for a while, but insiders know they were getting impatient with Leach. Unfortunately, he passed away. God rest his soul. And now Zach Garnett's had less than a year. So the answer, my whole point to the whole drill is the answer is let's go. We haven't given anybody time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire a guy that requires time. How much fucking sense does that make? I don't know. And then if I'm Willie Fritz, I mean, if, but, I'm, if, if I'm Willie Fritz, the only reason I'm taking Mississippi State is because it's going to be a massive pay raise. Don't blame Willie Fritz. No, if no. I'm Willie Fritz, you got that's who they got to hire. You're not going to hire anybody, anyone, okay? Note to self, okay? Take a little advice if somebody actually knows what's going on here, okay? You're not hiring anyone under the age of 55 for this job. <laughs> Write it down. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. If John Sumrall's offered... Not taking it. Hold on, hold on. If John Sumrall's offered $5 million a year... Wouldn't take on it. ...on a guaranteed deal. Why would he take it? Oh, I'm with you. But so that's he can get a lot. fired three years later? That's a lot of money. It's generational money. I mean, he's not making $5 million a year at Troy. Because I've always said this. He's going to walk into his house at some point, and he and his wife, I don't know his wife's name. I'm sure she's Jenny. lovely. Jenny. She's awesome. I'm sure she is. When they have a conversation, John's making what at Troy right now? Uh, right at a million. Okay. Making a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And she says, they're offering us what? Five. It's four more million a year. They have children. That's money. Gosh, John, that's money that could go a long way. It could set us up for a long time. And every coach I know believes he's going to win. I don't know one coach who goes into it like, hey, I don't know, man. So if he goes, you know what? I think I could do it there. Now, 
I know John well enough, and I know his specifics well enough to know that he's probably got his eye on another couple of jobs that are pretty realistic. Willie Fritz takes this job. Here's the thing with Willie. He's making two and a half. He, he's about to take Tulane back potentially to another access bowl. Two years in a row at Tulane? Incredible. They'll probably bump him past three. He's got it set there. He's 62? He is in his early 60s. Yeah, that's okay. about right. It's close. Give I, or take a year. Yeah, it's right there. 60, 61 to 63. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tulane's not running him in the next five years. He's set. No, I, so again, if, I, if you're if, over 55 years old, it's your last job, go. When you're in your late 30s, early 40s, you get one shot. One shot. Okay, and here's the difference, and this is where there's a – talking about disconnect, there's a huge disconnect with the whole coaching world has already changed. Coaches already know. Question number one is not, hey, tell me about your recruiting base and oh, no, they've won here in NIL. the past and they've done this. And hey, hey what, what, what's in your war chest over there? Yes. That's question one. 100%. Okay, so that's Frankly, what it's makes, question two, three, four, five, That's what six. makes an attractive job. What's the most unattractive job in American FBS right now? Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I thought you was going to say Monroe. All right. Oh, I, I, mean, I was thinking Power Five. <clears throat> Any job. I mean, in, in, in all of FBS, all jokes aside, the worst probable job is Monroe. Okay. If, if Monroe. But, God, we're right there. Anyway, you're right there. Ahead. But if Monroe had $20 million of NIL and were paying their coach $5 million a year, do you know the list of people that would be lined up to take that job? Well, it, it, it would obviously change the trajectory of the program. They would, makes, they, would, they would immediately become the power of the Sun Belt. It, it changes everything. Sure. And so it's not what it used to be, which was, man, that's a nice place to live. I, they've won there in the past. It's in a gr- good recruiting base. I can go win there. It's not that anymore. That, that part has changed amongst coaches. It's, it's totally changed. It's what can we do here and based on the NIL. Okay, group of five is totally different because 99.9% of, of group of five jobs, that's what college football used to be. Okay, that's where you're, hey, what kind of recruiting base do we got? Because nobody has NIL money. But when you're talking about the big boy jobs, the power five jobs, hey, how much resources? Because I get one shot at this. Because if John goes as good of a coach as John is, mm-hmm. okay, because Zach Arnett is a good football coach too. He is. And when just like you said yesterday, if they just decide, hasn't proven it as a head coach the way John has. Has he had time? He has not had one single I, recruiting class. I, I, but I go back to what I said a minute ago. I'm not. This isn't about John. This isn't about about Zach Arnett or Mississippi State or anything else. I'm just simply saying, if <laughs> if you believe, and I think this is what they believe, that they made a mistake, and that they shouldn't have done what they did, and that they acted hastily, and they should have hired a more proven head coach to, to navigate these waters. There's no point in going. All right, but but we did it. So let's just roll. Well, you screwed up. You eat it. Well, I, I just, I just, as much as I can disagree with them fire, firing somebody, I couldn't disagree more with them firing him right now. With with not having a, you're you're going to go if you're talking about hiring Willie Fritz, and that's the guy. Love Willie, thinks he's a hell of a ball coach, but he is. He's a program builder. Yeah. It took him time there, so you're going to take a coach knowing that that's the job because you your nil is low, so you're going to have to go develop players. So now you're saying, hey, look, here's what we're really going to do. 
we we only gave this guy nine months, but by God, let me tell you what we're going to do with the next guy. We're going to get him nine years. It's just not realistic. It's no. not going to happen. And so we're going to get into this cycle of just re, of just hitting the reset button because you know what's going to happen in two years when he hasn't rebuilt it? They're going to fire his ass too. And we're here we go again. And sure. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we can keep hiring and firing coaches, and we can we can keep being a graveyard, or you can go raise money for NIL. And get it done right. And if you don't do it, it what but are we some doing? of these programs, Tyler, this is what I've tried to tell you before, and you know this. Some of these programs, they they don't know how to look in the mirror. It's it's a very common thing. It's frustrating. It's a very common thing. Mississippi State is saying, "Well, look at what Ole Miss has done. They're they're those bastards are about to win ten games in a single season for the second time in three years." They go, "Look at Missouri. Missouri used to suck, and now they're." They're a win over Tennessee away from 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. What do both of those programs have in common? They have great NIL, but that's not my point. That's not my point. You're missing my point. This is where I've learned that there's a, this is a problem in a lot of athletic administrations. They have an inability to look in the mirror and go, I am kind of fat. <laughs> I have that problem too. They look in the mirror and go, you know, if I turn the lights down to just here, I look okay. I've seen that. You've seen that. Mm-hmm. And it's not reality. No. They don't like. Those are, the, those are the people that when the cameras people come and they, hey, can we get a picture of you? No, I don't want to be in the picture. Because deep down they know I'm not going to like what I see. I'm going to have to face that. And they don't. So they don't. And I think state's one of those schools. State liked it the old way. And the old way is so gone. It is so gone. Like, like, and less than two hours, gone. and less than two hours away, they've got. You've still got Alabama less than two hours away, one of the top five programs in the country, unquestionably. And now two hours up the road, less than two hours actually, you can be from Oxford to Startville in an hour and forty-five minutes. You've got what Lane's done, what Ole Miss has done, which is all in on NIL. And they look around and like, well, we should be able to do that. But you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. That's where they are. They're in that stage where I've been there. I'm a fat guy. I used to be a really fat guy. Yeah, fat. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, it's not so bad. I carry. I'd have people go, you, you could carry 225, okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 maybe I could, you know? And then you look at it and you're like, no, I, I, I need to lose the weight. Losing weight's no fun. For state, reality is no fun. Reality of we've got to change everything about the way we do this, and there's a possibility that we can't do it like that. There's a possibility that we're going to have to go look at some other programs that are like us and study how they do it and emulate it that way, and it's not going to be nearly as sexy. Kansas State is not nearly as sexy as Texas, but they're effective. They're effective. And that's where they have to decide. Iowa State is not nearly as sexy as Ohio State, but they've learned how to be effective. It's hard. Yeah. And you know how they did it? They had coaches that have they did. pre-NIL and built it up and developed it from before pre-NIL. I don't know if there's a single coach, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the last two years, who has taken over a Power 5 program that doesn't have NIL, a new coach in the new era, I know. and succeeded. But again, I'm, I'm just telling you, so they're going to be fall guys for it. Zach's going to get paid a bunch of money if they fire him. They're going to pay him $4.5 million. He'll go land a defensive coordinator job, and he and the Arnett family will be just fine. But Mississippi State's going to find out that the moment you run him out the building, 
It's not his problem anymore. It's not his problem anymore. It's it's why the first thing I said yesterday when the Cubs fired Ross and hired Council, cool. Still got to go buy players. Still got to go get players. But at the end of the day, going back to what we said at the beginning, I'm a hundred. If they decide to do this. They're not getting anybody that's young and upcoming. This is okay. not what it used to be. That's, Ten years, and they, they well, may think that. That's but, what they think, and that's what's yeah. going to be interesting. That's That will be literally in December <clears throat> when we're doing this show, we will be talking about this topic because what they believe, and history has proven them to be right in the past. History has proven them to be right in the past. What they believe is if we throw enough money at one of these young guys, they'll take it because in the past, They've taken it because it ultimately leads to the kitchen table conversation between a husband and a wife where she says, I don't know how we turn down that kind of money. What if your quarterback gets hurt next year? What if you have a bunch of injuries and instead of going 10 and two, you go six and six and now nobody's talking about you. We should strike and get the money, babe. And then they talk themselves into, you know, Dan Mullen won there. Jackie Sherrill won there. We could do it too. And next thing you know, you're in it. And you're ringing a cowbell in a press conference. Happens all the time. So I'm I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm saying here's what they think. Yeah, well, they can wish in one hand and shit in the other one and see I, which one feels we'll, up We'll see. We'll see. So I mean, We'll see. If you, if, like, I heard Rhett Lashley. Somebody said something about Rhett Lashley to me yesterday. Yeah, his name pops up. Okay, so and he's at a place where I'm going to leave the place that just leave. raised a hundred million dollars in thirteen days to go. That's now going to the ACC to go to a. Oh, and I'm in Dallas, and I'm going to go to Starkville and be and have to play in the SEC every week and no NIL. Hmm, let me weigh that for a second. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. That's not even a decision. That's not even a decision. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. Well, who 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 does that? Would you do that? Would you leave SMU to go to Mississippi State? No, no, no. Now, but now, five years ago, sure. I'm not sure I'd leave Tulane to go to Mississippi State right now. Again, this is an age thing for me. I'm with you. If this is my last rodeo, dude, I'm out of here anyway in yeah. five or six years. Let me take my check. Now I see it as a check. Sure. When you're 40 years old or you're 38, 39, 40 years sure. old, 100%. and you got another 20 years left, I'm not going to go, you're throwing away more money. Yeah. You're you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul. I mean, all I'm saying is Tulane might give Willie three and a quarter, three and a half, and now I'm I'm a legend. They give uh, Two and a half right well, now. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two straight access bowls? They could probably make it work. They built that stadium. They get big crowds in it now. People are excited. Talking about a place that's come a long way. He's now. a legend. I mean, he's he's untouchable. Yeah, they could they could they'd be he's stretching probably, it, but probably they probably pretty it. probably pretty comfortable in New Orleans. Probably likes it. He's probably not probably probably living pretty good. I have to think about it before I jumped out of you talk about jumping out of a, a pretty comfortable situation straight into a frying pan. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, um, that, now, in my opinion, that that job is not going to change. We can we can put in Nick Saban can go be the coach at Alabama. That job is not going to change until they get nil money. All right, last thing before we get into some games because uh, we're running a little long. Uh, James Madison, <clears throat> they're appealing. I saw where uh, the the commissioner of their league said that if they can be successful, they can play in the in the conference championship game. 
They're uh, nine and zero right now, uh, but ineligible because of the whole move up a level thing. It's a two year ban or whatever. They're in year two. Like of all the things, like I, okay, you can talk to me about not deeming pe- kids eligible because it protects the double transfer process and it, the integrity. I, I can I can listen to you. What does ban? What what? Their whole reasoning for putting the whole ban in is to is to prevent other teams over amount of teams from joining, uh, trying to make the move to Division One. Well, they've made the move. They're beating the teams. I don't understand. They're not. They don't have any kind of competitive advantage. Let them freaking play, man. Yeah. Let them go. Like of all the stuff that we let go on in this, let go on the NCAA, and we're, this is the hill we're going to die on. Well, this is a great team, man. Yeah. Have you watched them play? Yes. I mean, they're good. They're very good. And they're arguably the best team in in Group of Five. I, I'd I'd probably pick them over Tulane in a, in a head up uh, football game. God, he does have the dust flying. Look at that over there. What's he doing? I told you, dude. He's just I, flying. I, I thought I was coming. You see all that? Yeah, I was just looking at it. Like clouds of dust. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, you think we live in like West Texas right now? You thought I was joking? I mean, it was no, nuts I coming. Down. I mean, I saw it from the highway. It's like smoke signals. He's scalping that yard. Yeah, he's crushing it. Yeah. And you're sitting here with your leaves bagged up in your corner of yours. I'm a good guy. Bagged them myself. Listen to, I listen to uh listen to <laughs> I listened to Joe Rogan and Elon Musk for three hours. Oh. But that was interesting. It was fascinating. <laughs> no matter what you think of Rogan and Musk, they're both super smart people. Musk is like incredibly smart. Yeah, he's on a different planet. Yeah, and it was, maybe literally from a different planet. <laughs> it was pretty interesting to listen to them talk for three hours. He's borderline. And they talked about everything. Like they get into this big thing about jujitsu and stuff that was bizarre. Yeah. All right, Neil. Then he talked about how you how you have to land rockets. He got into the physics of landing rockets. You because know, he his rockets they don't just send them off and they they get their stuff and explode. <laughs> he brings them back. Yeah. And he was talking about the physics of the Earth's rotation and how close you are to the equator, and it was wild. So he's not a flat earther. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> not. <laughs> no, he was. He was talking about the, but it's it's one of those humbling moments. I have a, every other Wednesday. Josh Hendrickson sits right yeah. there, and I have a humbling moment where I'm like, God, I'm really stupid. <laughs> the whole time, people are like, What are you thinking when you're talking to Josh? I'm like, I'm really stupid, man. I'm really stupid. But listening to Musk, it was it was wild. Like the that's why you have me. Closer, here. That's why you have me in here to make you to feel balance smarter. It out. Balance it out. <laughs> to, the closer you are to the equator, the faster the Earth is moving. Say that again. The closer that, the closer it is to the equator, the faster the Earth moves. Okay. The further away the poles is different. Okay. And so when you're landing, he was talking about why, why he built SpaceX, where, where he built it. You know, they built it like in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Because ideally, you would put it on the Florida Peninsula, okay, the Panhandle Peninsula. Mm-hmm. But the whole, with the exception of Cape Canaveral, which is government owned, everything else on the eastern seaboard of the Florida Peninsula is is residential and it's covered. It is. It's, it's, there's no there's, there is no plot of land. No, so they had to seek something else. That's why they picked Texas. Okay, makes sense. Um, I think. No state taxes in Texas either. Probably, probably but, had something to do with it. He said it didn't. He said it was all. He said it had to be about physics, and they couldn't build it anywhere where part of it wouldn't be in the U.S. territory because then you would get into the taxes and tariffs, and you can't do it because rockets are 
technically an intercontinental uh, ballistic whatever. <laughs> and so because of that, you wouldn't be able to do, he wouldn't be able to do what he wanted to do. So it had to all be in American territory. He couldn't stretch into Mexico, for example. It was, it was really interesting. Yeah. I've seen the clips of the show. I just haven't listened to the show. Yeah. All right, Neil. Hey, in the in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, ST Weasel wants y'all to hit the like button so yeah. he'll stop spamming. Please hit the like button. Please hit the like That'd button for him. All right. <clears throat> Let's jump into some games this weekend. All right, I got these in order of TV time here, Neil. Okay. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide is favored by 10.5, heading to Lexington, Kentucky this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saying this could be a sleepy game for Alabama. Agree or disagree? Uh, at this point, I kind of disagree. It's late in the year. They know what they're playing for. They're in the national title mix. They can't screw up. They lose one more game to anybody. It doesn't matter who. They're not going to be in the playoff. So, no, this is a playoff game for them. I agree. Um, I don't think – I think Kentucky's good enough to get their attention as well. It's not like they're going to have to, you know – I don't know. Uh, I kind of like this game. I think it goes. I think they beat them more than that. I would I would lay the points. Yeah. yeah. I like I like Alabama on the road – in Lexington. Uh, in the probably least watched SEC game in the history of SEC games, uh, Vanderbilt's traveling to South Carolina, and South Carolina is laying 13.5 points against the Commodores. I mean, Neil, if you told me that they won one, this has got to be it, man. But I'm not watching it, nor am I betting it. <laughs> no. Now, if you told me this came down to an effort deal, my money would be on Vandy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I just – I don't think – Carolina doesn't look right. I know everybody goes, well, last year. Yeah, they don't look like last year right now. They have two good players, quarterback and Leggett. I mean, that's who they got. And they make it work, and I'm sure he'll be able to throw it over the top of some guys at Vandy. Um, Vandy's who they are. They're not very good on offense. They get after your ass on defense a little bit, but it's they're not very good talented. Um, 
Clark Lee's Clark Lee. But who is watching this game? I don't. I have no idea. Oh, not me. Moms and dads only. All right, game I'm actually excited to watch. Tennessee yeah. is taking on Missouri. Mm-hmm. I didn't Good know game. if you were aware of this, but Como, Missouri is one of the contrary to popular beliefs is one of the most difficult places to play in this league. I've heard that. Yeah. So uh, Tennessee has quietly, and I say quietly because they, you know, they they lose to Georgia, lose to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Not Georgia. They lose to Alabama. They got Georgia next uh, week. They got Georgia next week. So they haven't played Georgia. Tennessee's stumble was Florida. They lose to Florida. Um, they they've struggled on the road a little bit. I just tell you, I love I love Missouri here. I know you. I think you like Tennessee. I, I love Missouri here. I like Tennessee if they played in a parking lot in Bristol. Um, the only my only concern is this is played in Como because where does Tennessee struggle? They struggle on the road. Yeah. Um, I think Tennessee's a better football team. But when they get on the road, things just they they just act weird. I don't I don't even know. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from this game, um, just because it's being played in Como. If this game's in Knoxville, it's a 14 point game. Um, I think Missouri's they left a lot of a lot of juice in Athens last week. Yeah. All right. Um, in a game whose line probably changed because of the outcome of last week, uh, Arkansas is hosting. The Auburn Tigers. Arkansas is favored by three, Neil. Mm-hmm. Where are you at on this one? Do I uh, need to go get your Houston hat? I'm leaning to Auburn in the points. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm not. You think it was a one-time thing? No, I just, I, I'm, I'm not ready to completely go all in. I, I, I told you last week that I was a little concerned on the f- Florida that, number one, Florida lost because they wore those uniforms. That's awful. That's, that's it. But number two, I did think Arkansas was going to get a bump. I thought they were going to get a, a interim bump. Just happens. It's human nature. An interim bump. They they did not like Danny Enos. They were not not him personally. They did not like that offense. It was painful for them to run. And they went back to something more comfortable. And they had a couple of weeks to work on it. And so I think they got a bump there. And then you Florida didn't exactly know what to expect. He'd never coordinated an offense before. So this week, Auburn's got the film. Auburn's going to be a little more prepared. I don't think Auburn's particularly good. They've won a couple of games against bad teams, and everybody's like, woo, look at Auburn. It's like, no, they beat Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, chill. But Arkansas's not a whole lot better than either one of those teams, if any better. I saw Arkansas play Mississippi State in person, and they lost. Um, I can't, Look, I don't. If you told me Arkansas won and covered, I'm not particularly surprised. But if you made me bet this game and I would not bet it, I think I'd take Auburn in the points. Kind of the same way. Um, it's kind of, it's a really big game for both programs. Um, obviously, Sam Pittman needs it to, for um, hiring and firing purposes, and Hugh needs it for momentum. It's a big game for, for Pittman. Yeah, it's 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 a big game. He's put himself in a spot. Where he can save himself, yeah. Because here's what, the what here's do you the think deal. It requires here's the deal. Hunter Yurchek does not want to fire Sam Pittman. Okay, he doesn't. He's the opposite of what's going on in Starkville, where they they really kind of want to make him the bad guy and just they f- four and six or I uh, know they're three and six. Three and six. Okay, so he's got to have this. One. Needs it. I mean, they, the two losses that are killing Sam Pittman right now are BYU at home and Mississippi State at home. Otherwise, see, this was crazy, right? You win those two games, and they could have easily won them both. 
You win those two games, and the narrative is, well, <coughs> you're five and four. You're five and four. Kind of sucks that you lost to A and M, but you lost to at Alabama. At I don't have these in the right order. Yeah. At Alabama, at Ole Miss, and at LSU, three ranked teams, two top ten teams, by a total of thirteen points, all on the road. You could make the argument. I don't know if I would buy it. You could make the argument that hey, he's not that far away. He's certainly respectable. And then he could beat Auburn, beat FIU, and he goes into the Missouri game seven and four. Well, he's good. He's gold. Yeah. Because he's got a chance to get to eight wins. Eight wins is they're happy there. Right. Seven wins, most people are happy there. Seven wins, you're going to what? Music City Bowl, something like that. Liberty Bowl, you're going to play in a bowl game, whatever. Their basketball team's really good. It's good. You're good. He loses to Auburn, three and seven. Best you can do is five and seven. Realistically, you're going to go four and eight, one and seven. I don't know. And then you get back into the same conversation I had a minute ago. Who can you get? Who can you get? Well, it's more attractive than the other one. It is more attractive. But now look, they've got to address NIL. That's and this my is this is there. this is Pittman's problem. So Pittman's problem is twofold. One, he's got to win more. And two, Tyler, he's got to change his stance on NIL. He's got to quit doing this. I don't want to talk about that. That's not what, what our program's about. Hey, champ. Has he been has he been vocal about that? They've all been that way. About all of it. Except Musselman quietly going out and raising a bunch of NIL money. Well, look, they got money now. There is money, but you have to actualize the money. Yeah. Well, you've gotta, like, you've well gotta, that's better than the other place. Yes, most definitely. Because the other place doesn't have the place to go actualize it. Most definitely. So it's you've got to hire somebody there who can go market. And I, I, I think Saturday is a critical day for Sam Pittman. I think he can save himself with the win. I think he can survive five and seven. Doesn't five and seven trigger the extra five million on the buyout? Yeah, but is that true? So, well, some people say legally because of the COVID year, he he does that doesn't really apply. I don't know. I don't think it's going to come to that. I think if I think if I think if it bottomed out and they said, "Hey, this doesn't work," I think they'd reach some sort of an agreement, whatever. Because he has said this is his last coaching job. He's yeah. How old is he? I guess he's 60. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Auburn needs it too because if Auburn can get this one, then they get New Mexico State. And then, mm-hmm. then you're seven and four and you can. You lose to Alabama. And Hughes, seven and five. He can go, hey, we had a good year. We're close. Yeah. Loses to Arkansas. Yeah. Six and six doesn't float the same way seven and five does. Seven and five, I feel, would show, especially one of them in a row. And then, hey, playing tough against Alabama at home, which they're going to do regardless of the records. That's just what happens in that game. Curious to see how old Sam Pittman is. Um, seven and five probably gets him some. Puts He's everybody si- in a good mood. Sam is sixty-one. Okay, that's about right. He makes six million dollars a year. <clears throat> um, boy, if it, hey Neil, what do you think that pregame speech is going to be like versus Alabama? If if Hugh is seven and four and won four straight going in, into the game against. Alabama at home. Probably will depend on who writes it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he can get a certain Sunbelt coach to write his speech for a day. If he 
he does, they could probably be, they can film it and market it for a couple of years. Cole, don't clip this. <laughs> if, if if Hugh writes it himself, I doubt it'll be all that inspirational. <clears throat> all right, Neil, there's another game. Moving on. <laughs> there is a, another game, Neil. By Take the it. way, if you're betting this, I just pulled this up. Uh, Arkansas has lost yet another tight end for the season. The good news for them is Andrew Armstrong, who got hurt in the Florida game, looks like he's going to be okay to play against Auburn. Okay. Um, the Ole Miss Rebels. There's kind of a big game going on this weekend in this league. Uh, biggest game of the week, in my opinion, in the league. Even though it's a 6 o'clock. I like the 6 o'clock start for the road games. Um, oh, this is one of the two biggest games in the country. Yeah. The two biggest games in the country are Michigan at Penn State, Ole Miss at Georgia. Yeah. Um, Georgia is favored by 10 and a half. Um, this game, I've, I've looked at this game a good bit. Um, this game is going to be really, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, Neil. Um, I think. I do too. Look. There are people at Georgia that think this is going to be a track meet. I will, which favors, that, that favors Ole Miss in a track no, meet. No doubt. Um, a lot of people, I, I, I feel bad that I didn't mention this yesterday. Dude, Trey Harris. Uh, Saturday was uncoverable. He's, we can talk about the offensive line play. I'm 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 mad at myself. I didn't bring this up. He made himself a lot of money on Saturday. He literally he he won the game. He damn near won the thing by himself. Yeah, he, he was uncoverable. He had a huge game. Uncoverable. Like you, there was nothing they could do. You had no chance. Close your eyes and throw that bitch to nine and listen I will, for the crowd. To I will win. say this: when he has been healthy and played, their offense has been very difficult to stop. He was uncoverable. That was as dominating of a performance as a wide receiver can and can do in a game. He did not play against Alabama. Yeah, it, it was, and, and it showed. Yeah, he he made all the difference in the world. If you don't have Trey Harris in that game, you you lose the game. Very simple. He is that important. Um, and agreed, one hundred percent. And he is going to be very important in this game. Yes. Um, now here's the thing. From a that's why I think Ole Miss will score. I think they, you know, with him in the game and the things that you're having to do coverage-wise against him, I think helps the running game. Um, it helps to keep pressure because nobody wants to run. Here was the – the, uh, and I wish I'd have talked about this more yesterday, but the, the interesting thing for me in the Texas A&M game is Ole Miss went empty. They moved Trey to the slot. And Durkin wanted to pressure. And so when he was pressured and he's had to play man coverage on Trey, they could throw the slant until he puked because nobody could cover him. Right. It was funny when they actually tried to throw the, the Jordan Watkins, the play was getting defended, you know, and Jordan's good. Yeah. Um, and so in the second half, Texas A&M came out and started playing a little bit more zone coverage instead of man, started doing some simulated pressures, and then Ole Miss was able to run the ball. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. And Georgia's not great against the run this year. Yeah. They're good. They're good. But they're, they're not great. They're still the number one defense in the league. You know, they took that, that spot over. They're still good. They oh, still yeah. got guys. No, they're very so that's good. going to be how do they keep Trey? Because I think every other receiver Ole Miss has is good, but they're pedestrian. They're they're like everybody else. Trey Harris is different. How do they stop Trey Harris and at the same time defend the run? That's going to be what they got to do on defense. Um, Georgia on offense is the number, is the number two, I think, two or three uh, offense in the league now. They're good, too, on, on offense. The thing that you're going to see, I think, a lot is some 12 personnel stuff against Ole Miss. Um, and you're going to get formation, you're going to create extra gaps, you're going to force Ole Miss to leverage runs and fit runs the right way. Um, outside zone is going to be a big play for them. Georgia's second in the SEC in total offense. Second. 
Uh, LSU's first. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is third, third, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Georgia is number one in the SEC in total defense. Ole Miss is seventh. Is that uh, right? Sixth, Ole Miss is, Ole Miss is uh, 11th. In total defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Georgia, then Texas A&M, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Now, for context, is that it's very close. The fall off is between Ole Miss and LSU. LSU's 12, Vanderbilt's 13, South Carolina's 14. I swear I saw something yesterday or day that so they were seventh. Just staring at them. Yeah, I know. That's why I You might that. be looking at scoring defense. Okay. Scoring defense, Georgia's number one. And Ole Miss is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, that's probably exactly what I was looking at now. Um, and scoring, scoring offense, Georgia's two, Ole Miss is three. Yeah. And it's very close. Georgia scores 39.33 points a game. Ole Miss scores 38.78. Yeah. Um, Georgia's found a little something since Brock Bowers has been out. They're having to give the ball to other guys. They got good. I mean, they're good everywhere, dude. And, and Beck's the real deal. Um, I like him. I just think this is going to be a shootout. I really do. Um, I think Ole Miss, uh, Lane will have a plan. I mean, he knows Kirby's – there's no secrets here, right? Kirby knows what Lane's going to do. Lane knows what Kirby's going to do. Um, I think it's going to be – it's in this, in my opinion, for Ole Miss to win, Trey Harris has to be the same kind of factor this week that he was last week. I think if Trey Harris is neutralized, this game could get not so good for the Ole Miss standpoint. But if he has a really good game and – and can dictate the pace of the game, what he can do at receiver. If they can get explosive plays with Trey Harris, this game it's going to be a game now. It's going to be – I'm excited to watch it and see how they do that because he's good, dude. He is good. Yeah, the more I talk to people, the more I, from a betting standpoint, lean to <clears throat> Ole Miss plus the points. That's a lot of points, dude. Um, again, for Georgia to basically – for Georgia to cover, it would have to be – Trey Harris would have to be a complete non-factor in the game. I think if they can take him out of the game, yeah. that's their that's their their path to victory, right? The question for them is can you take him out of the game while still slowing down the run? Right. Because, sure, you can go commit three people to him and take him out of the game, but can you then stop the run? It just – you're very that's, – that's how – when he's in the game, dude, you, you, can't, you struggle because you, what, what can you do? Yeah. You can't because if you every every guy every bracket you put on his ass that's one less in the box. Um, Florida's at LSU um, this week. Um, I think it's a lot of points. I do too. It's, um, a lot, it's a lot of points. It's does Daniel where how's Daniels? It's LSU. Where's LSU's mental state? Yeah, because it's it's done now. It's a lot. That was a lot left. It's done now. Yeah. So it's a lot of points. Um, but now same thing with Florida, right? Yeah. Um, hey, he gets a little – he's fine. These next couple of weeks are going to determine whether he goes in the next season fine or not. Hey, you remember what I said a few weeks ago about remember what everybody's saying about Billy right now? That's why I said that. I said just remember what y'all said about Billy two weeks ago. Yeah. Just remember it when you, when these next couple of weeks come up. It's a rough stretch, brother. It's rough. Yeah, and that stretch, that stretch was not supposed to include a loss to Arkansas at home. Yeah, it's rough, brother. Yeah. It's rough. That's the part of the – see, that right there is the part of the job at a place like State. Not to pile on State. But, like, there's just no – but, but. But there's no gimme. No. There's no gimme. I mean, Florida looks at that schedule a hundred times and goes, Arkansas at home, dub. Arkansas at home, dub. Then you get Arkansas on a six-game losing streak coming to our place, dub. And then it's not a dub. 
And you're like, well, shit, now what? Got to go to LSU. Yeah. That's the SEC. Yeah. You literally, it's it's minus, one team, minus one team. You're pretty much guaranteed. It's Missouri. Hey, go play your ass off in Athens. Done. Now what? Tennessee. Whew. Yeah. And then you know Tennessee's looking at the end. Missouri's looking at the end of the schedule going, at Arkansas. Dub. No, it's going to be senior night, and they're going to play their ass off. Yeah. You got to answer. You got to answer all the time. It's just hard. Yeah, I mean, Georgia, as it's good hard. as they are, Georgia had Florida. It's hard. Came home and played Missouri. Now they got, now Ole, you got Miss. Ole Miss. And next week you got Tennessee. At Tennessee. Yeah. It's just... You still got Alabama. <laughs> I mean. Hey, don't forget Georgia Tech in there, too. Yeah. It's rough sledding. It's hard. It's what, I mean, if, hey, man, if they, if Georgia wins three in a row, if they walk out of this season three in a row, I mean, tip the biggest hat you got. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Who's that? I'm sorry. Georgia. Yeah. If they win three titles in a row, this schedule, it's the way. done. I mean, it's Minnesota did it in the 20s. It doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> it's so hard. If they, if they can run it's this. before prohibition. If they run this table, that's, that's remarkable. <laughs> and no doubt. I mean, they're, they're, so remarkable. Yeah. The, let me tell you where he does a good job, and it's, where, it's really where Nick. I mean, that's where he got it from. You know how we talk about, hey, they got to get up this week or the emotional letdown and things like that. We talk about that a lot, right? Yeah, they like, don't oh, do they're it. up. Those programs don't do it because the game in itself, well, so I don't want to make it sound like the game in itself is a day off every yeah. single week, yeah, regardless you of your opponent. There's an intensity to practice that makes game day – a relief. There's an intensity to Tuesday in March. Yeah, that makes game day a relief. I don't want to give it away because I'm, I've got a Oxford Exxon podcast <clears throat> special edition at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. I did. We got three guests coming up on it. It's going to be one of the better ones we've done. But I talked to uh, Roddy Nabulsi, who covers Georgia yeah. for Rivals. Roddy's awesome. Great dude. And he told a Kirby Smart friend of the show. <clears throat> yeah, great dude. Great. Roddy's great, awesome. Great stud. He told a story about. This August with Georgia, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. listen to the show though. You'll, I will. You'll really I'll be tuned in for that. One. You'll really enjoy it, and it it gives you an a glimpse into the preparation that happens there. Yeah, but th- that's that's what he's doing there, and it's a it's they don't view this as oh it's a letdown. You know, it's a and don't and you. I heard you say it the other day is don't give them any motivation. They don't need any of that. But if they get it, they'll use it too. All right, Neil, in the last game uh, that night, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> I think Texas A&M is going to be light at the quarterback spot. I do too. Um, that's, a lot a lot. Of, that's a lot of points, one. But I'm looking at the under on this game okay. um, for Thursday. He got hit a lot. He, I think he's got some issues. So He looked like he's, he had rib issues. All right, before we get to life advice, Neil uh, – Let's just run through well, them fast. The one no, – really, I was just going to go over okay, one. Okay, one. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan and Penn State. Michigan minus four and a half at Happy Valley. lot going on. I don't know what to think about this game. Um, I've tried. I've looked at it. And here's why. Who has Michigan played that's challenged them? So are they that good that nobody's challenged them? Or – you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they look the part. They look the part. They look the part. But – but nobody's even – they haven't played anybody that you'd say, hey, man, that team. No, no, for sure. And then Penn State's played one. They played Ohio State. Yeah. They lose by seven on the road. 
And so at least they've had the one game of being battle-tested. Now you have them at home. There's a part of me, honestly, that actually kind of loves this game. On which side? I kind of love the Penn State side. Because of all the shit going on? I just think at some point the distraction gets you. Yeah. And Penn State at home, at night, that place gets loud. And they're different at home. I think it's an 11 o'clock game, though. Oh, it, oh, you're right. That's the big noon Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> they're lucky. Still. I mean, it's going to be juiced. The, the, the only thing about Penn State, and I love the kid because he has a great story. Drew Alar has a great story. I just watch him play, and I'm like, uh, he just can't quite get you there. He's young. He is, but I'm talking about right now, Saturday. Do I believe that he can go step up against that Michigan defense and go do it? And I'm not sure. And Penn State's softy on defense, too. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. this is going to be a great game. Oh, it's a great game. I just, my heart, well, I, I really, I'm truly struggling with I think Saturday's going to be a really fun day of football. Yeah. I really do. I think you're going to get those 11 o'clock games that are kind of fun. Um, the middle of the day is kind of whatever. But I think Tennessee, Missouri is going to be an entertaining football game. And look, I, I do think Ole Miss and Georgia are going to put up a show. Yeah. So the Michigan Penn State game, I want to pick a side on this one. I've been really actually looked at it really hard. I just don't, Neil. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what Michigan do. Uh, quickly, Miami at Florida State. Heads up if you're in Tallahassee on upset alert on that one. Yeah, Miami could pull it off. Um, I don't they, think they will. They, struck, they lost last week to NC State. Uh, NC State's quietly getting things together. Uh, Utah at Washington. Keep your eyes open on this one. I love, I, I love this. One. If this game was in, if this game was in Utah. I would I would lean Utah to cover the points. Washington helps it. They they were obviously invested in that game last week to yes. the point to where Caleb Williams wasn't the only one crying. Michael Penix Jr. was crying after the game too. I mean, it was a emotional deal for them to beat USC. I don't know that Utah can exploit some of Washington's defensive issues, and They're I don't. So bad, and though, I man. don't know that Washington. I don't know that Washington's offense can be slowed down in Seattle. If you looked at it though, here's the here's the only thing. Washington's defense is bad, dude. It is. It's bad. And Utah's but, offense is not great. No, it's it's pretty shaky. Utah's defense, and Utah's pretty defense good. it's okay. It's pretty good. It's okay. It's not great. It's not bad. It's okay. It's just a notch above average. Uh, Washington's offense is elite. They are, 100%. Nine and a half points there on that. And then the game I'm most interested in, USC and Oregon. This game, Oregon, I'm so interested to see if Oregon comes out and just beats them by seven They're points. going to. They're going to try to win Bo Nix the Heisman on Saturday. Might do it. He he might have the numbers to do it. They're going to try to with, they, with Caleb Williams on the field. They're going to try to win Bo Nix the Heisman. It'll be interesting. All right, Neil. Do you know what time it is? It's life advice time. It's time for scoops and Joker. Yeah, I, was, I, I might need to go get the mask on this one. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to keep a straight face today, though. You can't mention names, by the way. I know, I'm not mentioning names. And while he's pulling this up, um, I'm ready. Make sure if you if you do have life advice questions you'd like for us to address at the end of the show, send them direct messages to we got on Twitter's open, TikTok's open, Instagram's open. Send that, we get them. We will not mention your name and we'll cover your topic. Here it is. So there's this girl I like, and she's really great. We've been talking about maybe being a little more official for the past few days. Here's the problem with why I'm hesitant to go that far just yet. I am deathly allergic to cats. And she has two of them. I told her as soon as I found out about her cats that I was allergic. I told her that I don't want to make her decide between me and the cats because that's not fair to her. However, I also don't want to waste her time. So I need to know if I can handle being around those cats for the long haul. 
I love advice because I feel that we could get something good out of this. Also, again, I really like her and I want to see this work. I just legitimately, I'm trying to find my spot. I just legitimately can't be around cats. What should I do? Thanks again. For the record, I haven't been around her cats in person yet. She always kind of hides them from me. I've been a little sick. All right. You want to go or you want me to go first? I'm going to go first. Okay. All right. I need a little more information that I'm not going to get for this. Okay. All right. Number one, I need a picture. I just do. Let's be real. Men are visual. I need to see the I need to see who we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Is this worth is this worth a lifetime of Claritin? Is this worth always feeling kind of crummy? Is it worth it? And then I need a picture of you, to be honest. Because I need to know what ballpark we're working in. Okay. I'm a realist. All right. All right. I mean, I know what everybody says. Confidence is going to. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. I get it. I need to know what ballpark we're working in here. But let's just assume for the sake of this that we're on a level playing field. Okay. All right. All things equal. All things equal. If you're deathly allergic to cats. It's his words. Did he say deathly, though? Yes. Read again. I knew the allergic to cats. Did he say deathly allergic to I'm cats? I'm deathly allergic to cats. Oh, that's quote. You and quoted. She, I'm quoting. Okay. I'm deathly allergic to cats, and she has two of them. Okay. Okay. This is simple. Okay. This is simple. If you're deathly allergic to cats, why would you commit to someone who's going to choose cats? If, if, look, if, if up front, I'm being honest. Okay. If up front... She goes, look, I love cats. I love cats so much that I can't sacrifice cats to be with you. You say, thank you. Have a great life. Maybe we can be friends. And move on with your day. Don't waste her time and don't waste your time. Why would you volunteer to live in a miserable setting if you can get one girl, you can get another girl. There's lots of girls. You can find another girl what who if doesn't this, like cats. What if this girl was Kate Upton? Again, that's back to step one. <laughs> Send me pictures. <laughs> and then I'm going to be honest here. And you'll be like, where's that Claritin? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a Claritin I'm shot. I'm snorting Claritin <laughs> right now. All right. Cat people are kind of different. Okay. Now, are you a dog person or are you a cat person? You asking me? I'm asking whoever. Oh. Because I think there's a general deal. Are you a dog person or are you a cat person? I hate a cat. Okay. <laughs> I, so, I hate cats. So if you walk into a girl's apartment, house, whatever, she's cool. You like her. She's nice looking. And the first thing you see is her cat. Immediately you go, okay, this might not be a fit. After you sneeze. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> deathly allergic. To cats, you're like this isn't going to work. It's okay. You're not you're not the one for her. She's not the one for you. Don't waste time. All right, can I give some serious advice here? I'm I'm being serious. No, I'm yeah, sure. I'm, no, I'm talking. It's, it's, it's called McCrady and Siski. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here would be 
if if she is really important to you and you really like her, okay, this kind of reminds me, Neil, and you see this with a lot of younger people. Um, you know when they when people get married, and before they have kids, they decide to buy a dog. Uh huh. Yeah, buy lot, a pet or lot, whatever. A lot of couples. We, we did see that, that all the time, right? We did that, sure. And you have this little four legged friend that runs around for about a year or two until you create. Yeah. A two-legged friend. You have a baby until you have a baby. Yes. Right. And then you have this two-legged friend, and all of a sudden your four-legged friend is freaking like, you forget to feed the damn thing every once in a while. You forget to take him out. Yeah. You don't water him well enough. You stop taking him on the walks. And the four-legged friend starts taking a back seat to the two-legged friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my my honest advice would be if she's that important to him. Okay. Okay. If she's that important to him. And more importantly, if you if you are that important to her, yeah, yeah, okay, I think there would be some sort of compromise. I would not allow a relationship to take a if I if I was into somebody and they were into me, okay, I would be damned. Cat, dog, parrot, snake, hamster, I don't give a shit. Snake, you said it. Actually, I said it. You said it. I walk into a house and she's got a snake. I'm out. What if it was Kate Upton? I'm out. Bullshit. I'm out. Bullshit. I, Neil McCready. Kate Upton could have had a, a, pant, a pet anaconda. You would no. like, let me pet the anaconda. No, no, no. Yes, you would. No. There's a line that's too far. Because look, here's the reality. If I can get one Kate Upton, I can go get other Kate Uptons. Who don't have pet anacondas. No, I'm out. I, I walk into a room and a girl's got a snake in there. See, the, the, like the Burmese python or something. I'm out. Here, here, here's the deal. If if you like her that much, she likes you that much. The cats aren't that important to the point where both of y'all should be ready to kick kick the cat to the curb. In my opinion, I'm not a cat person. I hate the cats. So I, we're generally I, on the same page. You, you have cat. to say to her, "Look, I, I, if if you choose the cats over me, I get it. Yeah, I no, think there no, needs no, to be no, no ill will. Wait, look." But I like you. On. If she likes you enough, you say, hey, I'm definitely allergic. If we're, now, I'm not saying she needs to go give the, the damn cats away to the damn, uh, to the, what do you call it? The, the Humane Society. Humane Society. But I wouldn't go over her house and. You can find a home for the cat. You could, you could, there, there can be a compromise to work to see. And look, if you're, if you're in the early stages of a relationship, you sure as the hell don't need to be going well, over there. She he, should make compromise to come to your And place. he hasn't even really been over there that much. And when he goes over there, she hides the cats. So okay, so here's the problem: when the relationship becomes a real relationship, she's not going to hide the cats anymore. She's not going to always put her best foot forward. No, she's but not. Would you though? If are if, you going to live in a house with the hidden cats? Well, I'm not living there anyway. Well, that's my point. At some point, if they're going to be serious, they're going to spend a lot of time together. He's gonna he's gonna sleep over there. She's gonna sleep at his place. Something's gonna happen with the cats, right? I mean, <laughs> if you become engaged and you get married. What are you going to do? You're going to live in separate places until the cats die? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it gets to that point of that, while you're in the uh, the development stages of your relationship, the cats cannot be a part of it. And then once, if you decide to go the next step, then the cats need to fucking disappear. I'm with Eric, by the way. All snakes are cobras. Someone <laughs> says, what kind of snake is that? I'm like, that is a water rattler cobra. Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda. It is not a good snake. So if Kate Upton had a pet snake, no, it's done. We're done. Are you serious? If she says it's me, she's, it, she says if, if you want me, you have to you have to live with my she snake. Had it, she had it in a glass container Mm-mm. in a separate room. No way. I'd, every night I'd be worried about that snake. That bad? Yes, hundred percent. 
what would you do? What would you do if you were in bed with Kate Upton and the snake got out and it crawled up in the bed with you? I'd be, I'd be, it'd be just Kate and the snake. I'd say, that's, that's your girlfriend now, Mr. Snake. That's your girlfriend now. You're that bad. That's your girlfriend. I mean, I don't like him either. But. That's your girlfriend now. Like I'm, 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 I have a fear of things, but it doesn't get to the point to where I would like, I don't know, but this is where I'm different. I have a fear of things and I dislike things, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't let that get in the way of something that I wanted to do. I guess is my point. I understand. That's where I'm just telling you, even this, like if this, there were snakes in the bed, I wouldn't want to do it. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't I mean, want to do it. I wouldn't do it. I'd be gone. I'd say that's your girlfriend now, Mr. Snake. I think, uh, so I don't know. I, you sounds like you're still fairly early in the in the relationship. You guys need to work this out now. You don't need to let this fester and let it ferment and let it become something. And then a year from now, after you've wasted a year of your life, because you're clearly you're you, the the fact that he says he's looking for a looking to take it to another level. That tells me that he's looking for a committed relationship. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in on that. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm with you. So we've made that decision. We have. If you've made that decision, and this is great, by the way, don't waste a year of your life, six months of your life. Why put your feelings out there and get yourself heartbroken over something that could have been resolved day one? Hey, look, I don't like cats. It's They make me sick. I don't want to live sick. I, I, I do like you, but I don't like the cats. And I get that you have to choose, but if, you have to, it, but if it's a hard choice to make, I respect that. And by you telling me that today, we save each other a lot of emotional trauma. Yeah, I think that's the key part of the question. Because in that statement, he said he doesn't want to make her choose the cats over him. Okay. Well then I think I think you have to. I do too. I think you got to make that. That has to be discussed. Why would you live miserably? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So that's you, gotta be you discussed. have to say, I like you. I think we could have something. But I'm going to be honest with you. And it's not that I don't like cats. They kill me. The cats are, yeah. They kill me. The cats are a thing. Yeah, they kill me. I mean, you see this with like women who have children who yeah. get back and they, they say to a guy pretty early on, hey, look, before we go down this road. Very similar. I have this. If this is more than you want, I get it. Although the kids do not kill the person. This actually kills the but, guy. But it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't want, hey, do you want to live the rest of your life with cats? Because look, she doesn't have just one cat. It'd be one thing. So hey, let's, let's be clear here. No, no, no. Hold on. I tried to keep it together as long as I could. Now she, you're fixing to lose me. Here we go. She got lonely for a little while. Things didn't work out. She didn't have a guy, whatever. Maybe work was kind of stressful. I don't know. You go through after college. Sometimes you get a little tough. She went and got a cat. Okay. She's got a cat. All right. I get it. Less maintenance than a dog. It's not like she could go get a German shepherd in her apartment. She went and got a second cat. All right? She's not living without cats. You walk into a person's house and he's got five dogs. That dude loves dogs. There's nothing wrong with that. But that dude's going to always have dogs. Okay? So you know that going in. You're a girl and you walk into some guy's apartment and he's got three dogs. That guy's going to have a dog every day for the rest of his life. He loves dogs. You have a decision. It you, is a sign. It's a sign. You walk into a girl's place and she's got two cats. So she bought one cat thinking, hey, maybe I just need some company. Now she wants two cats. 
The odds are overwhelming that before she goes back to one cat, she's going to go to three cats. She's going to be like Angela on The Office with cats live streaming back to her office cubicle. She's going to be dressing cats before you know it. I'm just telling you the fact that she's got two cats. She is into cats. So this is not complicated for you. You have to decide, do you want to live with cats or not? Because I think you can have her and the cats or nothing. Hey, while we're on the subject of cats, can I can we have a therapy session real quick? I like to have my own therapy session. Okay. I've had some very um what's the right word? I've had some traumatizing experience with cats. That's why I, don't, I want everybody to know why I don't like cats. Okay. Um <clears throat> so very early on as a kid, I mean I'm talking about I couldn't have been three or four. Uh my dad had a cat. And I would stay with him on the weekends. And I remember getting up. I mean, some of my earliest memories, Neil. Getting up Saturday morning, my, my underoos on, heading down the hallway. And he had this just asshole of a cat. And this this cat would attack me. I'm, I'm like three or four. Would r- get a running start and would jump. It viewed you as a threat. And would attach its claws into my skin as yeah. I'm three or four years old yeah. walking down the hall in my, like my, my Superman underoos, man. Didn't like you. You were a threat. So that terrified me as a kid. T- I got it. And then... 100%. And then later on, I'm probably 10, 11. He had a cat. Same thing, asshole the cat. And it would be under the bed. And you'd just be walking through the room. It'd be under the couch, walking in the summertime with no you know socks or shoes on. Attack. And it just just latch on to your leg and just just I, I I hate a cat. Yeah, I I'll kick a cat. Yeah. This, so if this you walk in, brought not to, not brought to you by Peter, I can't stand. So cats. if you walk into a place and she's got two cats, you're out. She's not yours. She's not your person. Look, is it the dander of cats that they're allergic to? This I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, I don't hate cats, but I don't really. It wouldn't be. I hate a cat. Okay, so if you hate a cat, or if you're deathly allergic to a cat, this is just no go. Yeah, I'm not allergic. In, I just don't like. The it. odds are y'all aren't gonna. Here's the truth. Here's the answer. Odds are it's over. It, <laughs> it's over before it started. Guy went from asking advice to hey, it's over. I mean, I'm working through it. It's probably over. What are you going to tell your friends? I mean, when you go seriously, when you go home, yeah, when you, you get serious with this girl, you bring her home to your friends, to your brothers, to your sisters, to your family. I don't know his situation. Hey, this is uh, Tina. <laughs> yeah, this is Tina. That's true. Well, Tina, tell me about yourself. I got two cats. They're going to be like, what the hell? Are, are you that hard up? Is it that bad? Come on. This is easy. And then we go back to question one. Yes. <laughs> this is, and then as soon as she leaves the room, they're like, you hate cats. You're, you're deathly, according to the deathly, deathly allergic. allergic. What are you doing? So I'm doing you a favor before you embarrass yourself at Thanksgiving. Just walk away. Walk away. Unless she's Kate Upton. Yeah. At which point, the answer, at which point, full circle. You snort Claritin. The answer to it when they go, what are you, what are you doing? Did you see her? No, you know, because if you, I mean, this may be the test, Neil. If you take her home for Thanksgiving and nobody says, what are you doing? That's they 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 your loved ones yeah. know. Well, if you go home and nobody goes, what are you doing? If they say, man, great job, she's gonna take the cats everywhere. She's gonna take the cats. You're, you're not those cats. 
Those cats. You think they wear outfits on Halloween? Oh, there's a decent if, chance. If you got two cats, you got outfits, right? Decent chance. <laughs> okay, hold on. He's sending pictures right now. We're going to get pictures. He sent pictures? Oh, yeah. He gets his pictures. All right, I got to come, okay, come over Okay, right okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. You see on the computer. That's her. That's him. <sighs> I got thoughts. I got thoughts, too. Got thoughts. I didn't have all day for this, but. Okay. Snort Claritin. <laughs> you know what? Give the Claritin a shot. Yeah. So my skip everything we just told you. You know what? <laughs> let's try the Claritin first. <laughs> hey, let's like a doctor. Look, you, he he asked for prescription. Here's your prescription. I, I suggest and she's got those eyes. Too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hundred milligrams yeah. of Claritin. Chop it up. Get a little get a little razor blade. Get you a hundred dollar bill. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Forget everything else we just said. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand. Gotcha. Uh, Claritin. See, we just did 30 minutes. I could have been saved a lot of trouble by showing me the picture. Yeah. And women are like, why are men crazy? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, that answered Th- your that, question. Right there. Right there. Because the first question I had ended up being the right one, which is the, la- the last thing a woman would have said was, what does he look like? Yeah, we could have answered that question in 30 seconds. Women would have been able to tell me about him. What's he like? What's he do? What's, what's he do for a living? What's his, what are his, what's his family like? What, is, what, are his, what are his values? What are whatever, whatever. Guys, like, what does she look like? <laughs> Snort Claritin. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10, Grind says, I mean, I don't have the full picture. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like chest up. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, on the cute scales, she's 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 nine ish. Um, Snort to Claritin. On just yeah, I mean she's she's she scores highly. She she has a high score, and she's got some crazy look to her, like fun crazy. Where, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you told me it was worth it, grind, I'd believe you. Let's put it that way. I would not be asking him at Thanksgiving what is he doing. No, I would be. I would assume. I'd be like. I'd be like. I, I would assume. Yeah, I'd be like. I'd be uh, like, hey man, I got, got you, your dog. Got you. I got you. All right, we'll be back on. Uh, she's got those eyes. We'll be. Yeah, <laughs> she does. In, a, in but in kind of a good way, like where you know it's dangerous, but you might have like a life vest where you're like maybe it's not that dangerous. Like you're going really fast in the car, but you are wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> kind of like show, that. Kind of like that. Interesting. No, not pet snake worth it. No, because if 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 the given the picture that I just saw, if if you then told me, oh by the way, she has a Burmese python, I'm done. That's she's not snake hot. She's now cat I, hot. Now I know that she's <clears throat> the crazy p- portion of the axis is too far. Hey, we just invented a term. She's cat hot. She's not snake hot. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> snake hot's like hmm. she's snake hot. No, she's not she's she's cat no, hot. She's I, not snake hot for me. Yeah, no. No, no. Okay. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll make our picks. Tyler will finally take his leave. Been brought to you by uh, Rain Total Body Fuel. Rain Body Fuel on uh, Instagram to learn more. Wanna thank everyone in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. And I just want to remind everybody that Cooper Chevrolet has got 
brand new 20 uh, 2023 Tahoes, $4,000 off MSRP at Cooper Chevrolet and Aniston. Uh, give them a call at 256-236-4481 or go to cooperchevrolet.com. Hey, do us a favor, by the way. Um, tell a friend about the show. Share it on your social media. We'd really appreciate it. Um, if you got friends that cheer for other teams, let them know we talk about their teams. And obviously, we talk about things that we just spent 40 minutes talking about something that has nothing to do with football. So, And send your life advice questions. Send your life advice questions to either one of us. We will protect your uh, identity, as you just saw. We just did. We didn't give away any details. So we're here to help. And we'll be back on Friday. Till then. Bye. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, not Friday. <laughs> we will not be here Friday. We'll be here Thursday. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.